celebrate for 24 hours just like the Indianapolis Colts celebrate for 24 hours. That will conclude tonight at about 7.05. Until then, we celebrate the first win of the Jeff Saturday era with the Indianapolis Colts. Is it going to be the last win? Is it going to be the first of many? We have no idea at this point. And that's the way it should be. There was good. There was bad. There was ugly. There was stuff that the Colts need to learn from and stuff that the Colts showed they had learned from and became kind of a different team under Jeff Saturday against, and I'm telling you, I don't mean to crap on the Colts' win, but against a really challenged uh, Las Vegas Raiders defense. Nothing else going on in the world of sports in central Indiana. There ain't no games coming up until Wednesday for any of the local teams, so we're really focused on the Colts today. This is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, uh, November, what is it, the 14th. 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR. BUSR, you want to get into sports wagering a little bit, this is a place to do it, and I'll tell you why. You go to BUSR.com slash Kent. You make an initial deposit. They will match it at 150% up to $2,500 in free play. How about that? Subscribe. A lot of new subscribers yesterday. Thank you so much for doing that. Like the video, hit, hit the bell thing so that when we go live, bing, 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 you get an alert. We do it every morning at 7 o'clock and every afternoon at about 4 o'clock, depending on the release of Colts information that day. That kind of drives our scheduling. Uh, you want to donate, you can do that too. I, uh, as always, really appreciate it. Let's talk about the good in the Colts win yesterday, 25-20 over the Raiders. Look, the last two plays were spectacular. Pass breakups by Bobby O'Karake and Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore played his ass off. If Stephon Gilmore is not a pro bowler, I don't know what a pro bowler looks like at cornerback. And the same is true for Grover Stewart at the defensive tackle position. DeForest Buckner has been really, really good as well. We don't mean to ignore DeForest Buckner as we extol the virtues of Grover Stewart. But Grover Stewart's not that guy. He's not that 18 to $20 million defensive tackle, right? He's not. And But he's playing like one. Those two guys anchoring the middle of that Colts defense have been spectacular. And the team being without Darius Leonard, they didn't get a turnover yesterday. They gave up a turnover. We'll talk about that. All right. This is really fun. A fun game to watch. It was not a great game to watch. My wife uh, said, this really a, a battle of two bad teams. And I said, why don't you do the video? You're, you know more about football than me. And she probably does. Uh, but she was exactly right. Not a, a good defensive effort by the Raiders. Offensively, they're a little bit challenged. If the Colts hadn't given away some opportunities, this wouldn't have been nearly as close. But we don't argue with winning ever, ever, ever. Let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here's the good. All right, we, we kind of got into Gilmore and Okereke. Uh, both guys stellar yesterday. Uh, Matt Ryan, 21 of 28 for 222, a touchdown, no picks, a QBR of 58.6. That's really good for Matt Ryan. Uh, passer rating of 109.5. He had a 39-yard run, a career long for him at the age of 37. Jonathan Taylor yesterday, 22 for 147 and 1, a 66-yard touchdown run. 
That's what's got to happen. You got to get Jonathan Taylor hot. You got to get him in space, and you got to get him running away from people. When he does that, the Colts have a chance to win games. Uh, I thought Jeff Saturday, the thing that I really liked, I thought that the Colts at the end of the first half looked a little bit like the Colts offenses that Peyton Manning ran in the 2000s with Jeff Saturday at center. They were very decisive. They knew what they were doing. They knew when to take timeouts. They knew when to hustle up. And they got the field goal out of it to set up what you had hoped would be a score, halftime score scenario. It didn't work out that way because of the sack on the other end. We'll get to that. Um, But I thought that Jeff Saturday knew what he was doing with the timeouts. I thought he knew what he was doing with the challenges. And I like a head coach who's not busy calling plays because he's not distracted by another part of his job. You get a chance to lead when you're a head coach not calling the offense. Parks Frazier, I thought, did a good job, minus that third and one call that led to the 14-yard sack, that led to the missed field goal, that, of course, uh, part of the bad. Uh, You know what? I hate uh, complimenting the opposition. It doesn't come natural to me. But Devontae Adams is a straight beast. I put him in the good because he's really good. And what he shows is the fallacy of the Chris Ballard architecture. And that is build from the interior out. You've got to have a weapon on the outside. And if you don't, it doesn't matter what you protect the quarterback from. He ain't going to have anybody to throw it to. Devontae Adams is that guy. He's the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL and for a reason. Yesterday, nine catches, 126 yards and a touchdown. More than half of Derek Carr's yardage came to Devontae Adams. Six of 11 third down efficiency. Last week, they were 0 for 14. 0 for 14. That isn't easy. And and getting it done at a a 50% plus level yesterday was really important. The Colts' defense uh, was two for three on Raiders' fourth downs. That's really good. They only allowed 3.2 yards per rush yesterday. That was excellent. The Colts, 49 yards fewer in penalties than the Raiders. Raiders had 74. The Colts had 25. That's important. That's Finding yardage. Yardage is important in football if you miss that seminar. Really important. And giving it away in penalties to a greater extent than your opponent is a great way to lose. Lose a turnover battle, lose a penalty battle, it all adds up. Yesterday, they won the penalty battle, they lost the turnover battle. It's okay. They got the win. All right, let's get to the bad. Because there was bad here. Uh, there's no question there was bad. Kiki Kute, or Kuti, you can't give the ball up. Burrow, man, if you weigh 160 yards, get on the ground before somebody punches that ball loose. You out of your mind? Nice pickup that would have been negated by a, a penalty anyway, but that fumble put the Raiders in a position to go the other way and get points, where you should have had points. That That penalty... And that fumble, deleterious. That's what we call it, deleterious. Uh, Matt Ryan's sack, third and one from the 16. They were on the 16 of the Raiders. They call a play, and, and Crosby comes off the edge. 
He gets cut by Jonathan Taylor. Matt Ryan doesn't get rid of it. He runs around like this, and he loses uh, loses a bunch of yards. And and so instead of a 34-yard chip shot, lost 14 yards. Instead of a 34-yard chip shot for Chase McLaughlin, you had a 48-yard field goal attempt that doinked the right upright, gave away three points, and those three points could have been huge. Late, that game, 20, well, it changed the game. It would have been a different score anyway because of the two-point conversion attempts. But 25-20, you add three to the 25, you're in pretty good shape with eight, eight-point difference. Uh, Colts two-point conversions, those calls were screwy. And I don't know whether there is a good call for a two-point conversion, given the level at which the Colts operate during two-point conversions. Uh, to me, you got to throw it beyond the line, right? You got to throw it beyond the goal line. You catch it, you score. You don't catch it, you don't score. But don't give it to a guy behind the line and give the defense a chance to make a tackle before he gets to the goal line. I, I just don't get it. It seems illogical. Colts do it a lot anyway. That was bad. The ugly, Bill Cower in the pregame calling the hire of Jeff Saturday a disgrace to the coaching profession. Really? How about this? Uh, number one, it was sanctimonious and outrageous. And, and Bill Cower is never sanctimonious and outrageous. He's usually tedious. His analysis, pregame, postgame, halftime, whatever, pointless. Like, there, there's no reason for him to share his vanilla nonsense with a viewing public because it, it, it comes with, there's nothing interesting to it. There's any child who knows anything about football could impart the same level of analysis that Bill Cower comes with in pregame and at halftime. I, I don't I don't know that he does any work in developing his own analysis. It seems like there's somebody in the back, some producer, who's given him kind of a run sheet of points to hit, and that's what he does. I, I why he's on that show, I have no idea. However, he is, and this is what he said. Now, Josh McDaniels, who was on the other side yesterday in that game, Saturday on one side, his first game, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels spent 19 years as an assistant. He was an, I forgot this. He was an offensive coordinator for the Rams when I was in St. Louis in 2011. That didn't last. He went back to New England. So, and he spent two years or parts of two years as a head coach for the Denver Broncos. So he's got the resume. He's got exactly what, uh, what Bill Cower was talking about. He's been there, done that. He's built the resume that would allow him to get a job like this. Like I said, 19 years building his career as an assistant, two years early on in that career as a head coach, like 06, 07, right around then, 08, 09, whatever. Who won? Jeff Saturday won. Josh McDaniels lost. So tell me the importance of experience for a head coach. Jeff Saturday has been on the job not even one week right now. Josh McDaniels has been building, amassing uh, a, an encyclopedic knowledge of, of tactics and uh, leadership skills that should have allowed 
the Raiders to win the game because the point of football, as we all know, is to win the game. Well, Josh McDaniels couldn't do it yesterday, and Jeff Saturday did. So I wonder exactly what the point is of, of toiling for 19 years to learn how to be a head coach when you can get your ass trucked by a guy who just got his first job in any level, at any level, coaching football. I don't know. Maybe Bill Cower can talk about that next Sunday on, a, on his superb pregame. So the Colts have got the Eagles coming in. The Eagles are really, really good. Nick Sirianni, we know Nick Sirianni. We like Nick Sirianni. He's coming into town to lead the Eagles. Nick built that resume, served as a quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator for the Chargers, for the Colts. Uh, he's kind of the Eagles. He's been there, done that. Really, really good dude. He's coming into town. Speaking of good dudes, I, I want to say this. That, you know, while we kind of kicked dirt on, on Frank Reich's grave as the head coach of the Colts, that team, if it had not been led well prior to yesterday's game, Jeff Saturday's first, it could not have won. And, and that is a credit not just to the current staff, but to Frank Reich as a leader of that team, too. Uh, Frank Reich takes some, uh, should get some credit. He won't take it, but he should get some credit for the win yesterday, as should Chris Ballard, because Chris Ballard put together the guys in that room who responded very, very quickly to the challenges that last week sort of forced them to either answer or not, and they did. So Ballard gets credit, Reich gets credit. And not an insignificant amount of credit, too. Anyway, Eagles coming to town. And we'll see. You know, everybody's a great coach when they win. Everybody can lead when they win. We'll see what Jeff Saturday does when he loses. Not that Jeff Saturday and the Colts are going to lose this week. But you know what? They're going to lose at some point. they got seven games left. They aren't going to win out. Hopefully they stack wins. Hopefully this is a trap game for the Eagles. They come into town like the Chiefs did earlier this year. And and the Colts get over on him. That would be really nice. Quitty Pay, by the way, with an ankle. Hopefully he's back for Sunday. The Colts need him. Uh, IU basketball at Xavier, 6 o'clock Friday. That's when they play next. IU football Saturday at noon at Michigan State. Ooh. Uh, can that season end quick enough? Uh, Pacers off until Wednesday when they're at Charlotte. They've won five of their last seven, including a really good entertaining game against the Raptors on Saturday night. Uh, Purdue hosts Marquette tomorrow night, 8.30, Fox Sports 1, part of the Gavit Games. Butler at Penn State tonight, part of the Gavit Games. That game at 8.30 on Fox Sports 1. So let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Angela Parsons May, happy birthday, Paula Ogle. Celebrating a birthday, Kevin Snap. Happy birthday. I wonder if teachers did that to call him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Denise Knuth, happy birthday, John Cunningham, the great Teresa Tanus, celebrating a birthday, Daniel Poole, Alex Ketty, uh, broadcast engineer to the stars, the great Alex Ketty, and Jason Gardner, uh, Mr. Basketball here in uh, central Indiana at North Central High School about a generation ago. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. It's a victory Monday, as Jeff Saturday proclaimed. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest 
and specific compliment. Be good to each other. Lift each other up. Let's go. Let's build. Let's stack wins. It never been a better time. Never been a better time to be a sports fan in central Indiana, has there been? Well, sure there has. But this is the best time we've had this year.